0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. My guest today is Brooke Chapman. Brooke is the executive director of 3x3 and Nine Boxes. She has a proven track record of delivering strong commercial results for large organizations in the professional services and not for profit sectors. She is skilled in marketing strategies and business growth, customer experience, brand development team development and optimization Brooke's expertise lies in working with brands and business owners transforming underperforming marketing functions by transitioning organizations out of tactical lead generation and into executing on strategy which is really what a lot of businesses today really need to uh, really need to get a clue on so i'm really excited to have this conversation today brooke thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. Great to be on your show.
0: Thank you. So this is going to be a fun discussion because I love talking marketing strategy, right? I think it's one of the, the things where people think that, yeah, I got this. And then they're like, nah, nah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, you don't have it. You know, you really need to bring in an expert or at least have someone, you know, give you a little bit of clarity. Tell me a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. <laughs>
1: Right. Okay. Where do I start? Well, look, we, our business, uh, we're based in Australia, first of all, but we are a global business. We've got three directors, and we are all former CMOs for large multinationals. And you know, we got to know each other over a period of time. And what we noticed from from chatting to one another was that um, when it comes to large enterprises, they've got someone like me in their business looking after marketing strategy for the business, making sure it's aligned to business goals, making sure you're doing your customer insights and your research, tying everything together, and making sure that all of your campaigns and all of your tactical initiatives are really coming out of a solid you know, strategy that, that's based on good foundations. But when we get into the SMB space, they really don't have that. They don't have access to good strategy. And so what we saw is that a lot of SMBs, and when I talk about small to medium businesses, you know, their business is turning over anywhere from you know, less than a million dollars to sometimes up to a hundred million dollars, they still haven't got marketing strategy really humming in their business. So what they do is they engage um, with either their internal team or they engage with uh, a range of agencies, but it's all at a tactical level and there's no strategic oversight and nothing that's really aligning what you're doing in marketing with the broader business. So uh, we created a framework for SMBs to engage with, and there's nine boxes uh, within that framework. And um, really, you need to understand each of those nine boxes. You need to be competent across all of those nine boxes to really be nailing strategy for your business. And really, it's just a a way and a methodology for small to medium businesses to um, become more strategic with their marketing, to make the most of their investment, and to really minimize waste, because we see a lot of small to medium and businesses wasting money in marketing. And that really upsets us.
0: So what would you say in a broad stroke are the differences between a strategy that a larger company would take versus a strategy that a smaller, medium-sized business would take, right? I mean, now, you know, let me just put a big asterisk up here. That should probably be a basic elementary question, right? But it could be one of those things where it's like, well, no, Jeff, you know, there actually are, you know, some pretty big differences that you need to think about because a lot of us do come from, you know, these larger backgrounds. We all worked in corporate and then when we go out and do our own thing, we're like, oh yeah, we're just going to borrow, you know, what we did with that 20,000 person company we used to work for. Guess what? It doesn't hold as much water, A, because you don't have the budget. Right. Where you're coming from. It may not even fit within your avatar. So like, how do you help people sort of grasp, you know, that whole concept and then, you know, sort of distill it down into something that is not only easier to implement, but easier to understand as well?
1: Great question. And, and I think that it's a really common problem with and, it, and a lot of it does come down to budget. To, to the perceived budget that you have available to you and what you can do with that. So when we we talk about, when we see larger enterprises, they've got a lot going on. They are looking at the full um, depth and breadth of the marketing ecosystem and what they can be doing across all of it. And and they usually do have budget to be be funding across, you know, comms and PR and brand and, uh, you know, digital and, you know, a range of different channels and a range of different methodologies. What we see with SMBs though, is that they they've got a smaller budget and they think I can only do A, B and C. And that might be true from an investment perspective, but when it comes to strategy, they need to be looking at all nine areas of strategy rather than having that that tactical tunnel vision, because when you get that, you find out that you are jumping to tactics. Nothing's based on strategy. You haven't reviewed your market position. You haven't done customer insights. Some of those foundational pieces are missing that actually guide your tactics and make them successful. So, you know, while you do have a more limited budget, you need to be able to still engage with the full range of strategic problem solving and planning to be effective.
0: I'm curious, how much pushback do you get from that particular sentence, right? That you need to be focused on your strategy and then you come in and you tell this, you know, this hundred thousand dollar a year company that they need to, you know, they need to have a strategy and and talk to their customers and how many times do you get the look like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs)
1: Look, it depends where a business is at. Some businesses come to us and they're like, right, we really want to invest in marketing. And we're like, great. Well, you've got to do these strategic things before we even get anywhere near thinking about a campaign. And they're like, what? I just really want to get to the campaign. I want to start seeing results. I want to start seeing leads come in and we have to explain to them that there's a process. Other businesses come to us and they're absolutely ready for strategy because we call it the boulevard of broken dreams that they've walked along. They've gone to, you know, a few different agencies or they've, or they've done a DIY solution. Um, and I'm not saying the agencies they've gone to have been bad. They've just been strategic in their area, whether it's digital, or whether it's brand, but there's been nothing overarching, guiding, guiding the work. So they've gone to these agencies or they've done something themselves. it it hasn't worked or it's worked somewhat for some period of time. And they're like, right, I'm missing something here. What's the key to unlocking marketing success? What do I do? And the reality is, Jeff, is that there's no silver bullet. Uh, They have to do the work. They have to lay the foundations. But they're ready to go on that journey because they've seen that they can't Keep going on the hamster wheel of putting good money after bad and not getting any result for it. So you know we kind of see see businesses in in both camps. Um, usually in in most cases the the former, the one I described that just wants to get to the campaign. Sometimes we can get them on board, educate them, and 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 they want to to do it our way. Other times they have to go and make the mistakes and come back to us later. So it just depends where they're at.
0: So that's really interesting that you you know you actually have a process then of saying no to clients that would come to you and just saying hey you're not ready for us right and that can be a daunting you know a daunting task because you're thinking like hey you know i you know you have your own revenue goals to make right so theoretically you could you know maybe think about taking a shortcut here or there but that's not a great idea right that's not why people are paying you the big bucks in order to do this right let's talk a little bit about what this is, you know, so you talked about the nine boxes, you talked about you know, these different modalities that you really need to get clarity on before you even get close to a campaign. What does that framework look like?
1: Yeah, sure. Good question. So um, we've broken marketing down into um, three sort of, segments, so to speak. So um, there's finding customers, there's converting customers, and there's delivering to customers. So within the finding customer boxes, um, the first box is position. It is um, the most important box of all nine. If you can't get position right and and really fine tune, you know, where you sit in the market and, and, and the type of business you wanna be and how you present that, um, it's really hard to get to the rest of the boxes right. So we spend a lot of time working on position and we find that, you know, businesses should be reviewing their position every two years at a minimum um, and they're not doing that. So we spend a lot of time working with businesses on that and where they can develop a market position that gives them significant differentiation within their market and allows them to, you know, really resonate with the, the target customer groups um, that they would like to be engaging with. Um, also within defined boxes, um, we have capabilities. So, you know, the people, the processes, the platforms, the tools, the budget, the strategy, all of the things that really power your marketing function. And we can assist with, with getting those up and running for you and and then lastly in the fine boxes, we've got channel. So again, that's where those businesses that want to jump to uh, campaigns, they're all preoccupied with channel. I want to be on TikTok, I want to be on LinkedIn, I want to be here, here and here. And you know, we need to do an analysis as to whether, you know, strategic partnerships are going to be more effective than traditional channels, above the line channels, or whether it's a combination of both. We need to develop a bespoke channel strategy for each business. Um, Across the the next section, the convert, uh, we've got buyer's journey, so knowing all of the stages of the buyer's journey and uh, how to engage with with segments at each stage, communication, so brand, all of your touch points, um, and also starting conversations, so how sales and marketing work together on different tasks, how they support each other uh, for a seamless customer journey. And then for deliver, it's about the products and services you have and whether they need to be reviewed and modified. It's all about client management. Who do you want to serve? Who do you not want to serve? And how do you filter the ones out that you don't uh, to attract more of the ones you do? And then client service, continuing to market to your existing customers, because it's always easier to hold on to existing customers and increase investment than to attract new
0: people in. So that's really interesting that you have all of that completely mapped out. How long does it take you to take a, you know, to bring a company from A to Z, you know, or from box one to box nine? You know, how does that look?
1: It's not overnight, right? (laughs) So, uh, you know, this is something that we're really clear with uh, when we we work with businesses is that it does take time. We run a business through an initial piece of work that we call a strategic marketing assessment. Um, It takes four weeks. We do a scan of your business, a 360 degree review of your sales and marketing function, and we come up with your prescription. What boxes do you need to work on in the next six months? Typically, we'll ask you to work on three that we support you with, um, and then what comes after that and what comes after that. So, you know, most businesses um, tend to... To be engaged with us, you know, for between 12 months and two years, um, to really get those strategic foundations working and start to see the commercial returns from their marketing that they're looking for. But, you know, we're, we're really about building long-term growth and not getting those, uh, not focusing on the sugar hits, so to speak.
0: You know, those short-term things where, you know, money just hits the account, you know, and then you think like, yeah, instantly I, I got this right. And it turns Mm -hmm. out you don't because you're, you're basically a one hit wonder. And, yeah. it, and it doesn't really translate well, you know, and it's like, and then you wonder why you can't duplicate those results. And it's because, like you said, you got a sugar hit and you're not actually delivering on your core set of values if you're just chasing sugar hits. Right. And
1: yeah, we've all seen those businesses that, you know they they have that great product you know and that's, and for five minutes it's the it's the hot thing and then they do they do nothing after that it's you know are, are you understanding your customer and their needs what their progression is through a product and service cycle you know what business do you want to be in two years and three years and how are you going to take customers on that journey so that's what we really focus on because it's not just about the one hit wonder Uh, you you want to be most businesses we know want to want to grow significantly and they want to be around in five years and 10 years. So um, it's about plotting what that looks like and making sure that you're setting yourself up for that.
0: I want to circle back quickly to one thing that you mentioned that that you're expecting businesses to reevaluate themselves every two years. And I'm just curious why you landed on that arbitrary number, right? In terms of why not one year? Why not three years, five year plan, things like that. How did you guys come up with the two year plan and why is that important, you know, for Mm -hmm. the type of work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, um, I think first of all, it's 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 not really arbitrary. Like we would um, sometimes there are things that mean that you need to market factors, which mean that you need to uh, reevaluate your position earlier. Or there might be something happening inside your business, you know, structurally or, or organization wise that's changing, which means that you need to to look at it sooner. Um, but I think you know, if you look at the two year rule, you know, look at what's happened to us as a human race and as a civilization in the last two years with the pandemic. If there are any businesses out there that have not refined and reviewed their position over the last two years you should definitely be doing so now because you know buyer behavior while it is getting back to normal now it has significantly changed um, through the pandemic and over the last couple of years and what everyone's been through so you know markets aren't static they change they evolve and you know you always want to make sure you're ahead of that curve you're not chasing your tail and going oh wow a new players come in they're really resonating with my customers and I've lost a bunch of them, so you know you need to make sure that you're regularly looking at your competitors, you're regularly scanning the market, and then making sure that you've got a really secure place within that market. Um, and and that is you've you, you've always got to be watching that, Jeff.
0: I love it. You know, thank you so much for articulating that because I think that's one of the one of the key details that sort of gets lost. I mean, think about it. If if you're an online retailer that sells men's suits, right, you may think to yourself. I am not like my business hasn't changed 10 years ago until now. And it's not going to change from now until 10 years later, right? But the fact of the matter is it's changed a lot in terms of buying patterns. Like you said, you know, who's walking into the store versus who's uh, uh, versus who is ordering it online. I find one of the things that is intensely interesting, and maybe I'm just dating myself here. My daughter just bought a dress because we're going to a wedding in a couple of weeks from Australia. Right. And I'm, yeah. she, you know, she found this Australian retailer and I'm like, is this dress going to get here on time? And she's like, oh, yeah, I already got the uh, I already got the tracking thing that says, uh, yeah, it's going to be here on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, OK, great. Right. And, and these are things that, you know, like my 17 year old daughter, like it's natural for her. She just buys all her clothes online. She knows all of these outlets and all of these things. She just goes and does it. I can't imagine buying a T-shirt unless I'm there to physically hold it in my hand, rub it together, see what the material feels like, you know, things like that, right? And yeah, I realize that we're talking about two completely completely different demographics here, but at the same time, you know, this is what she grew up with versus I had a bunch of other years that I had, you know, to work on this stuff. And that's just talking about, clothing, right? And the type, and I didn't even dive into how she even found this online retailer in the first place, right? Which is also intensely interesting, you know, how she's discovering new stuff versus how you and I would discover it, right?
1: Totally. And, you know, it, it, it is a demographic thing. You've really got to know the customer segments. Um, when you came of age, Jeff, and, and also similar with me, you know, Go you ahead, went to me. the Went to the suit store and that was the only option available to you. And the person that owned the suit store kind of, you know, he he needed to provide good service. He needed to have good products, but that was the only method that people had and and his competitors were just other suit stores, right? Now the game has changed. Um, I actually was speaking to someone late last year um, who's a head of marketing uh, for a really interesting business out of New Zealand and it's a men's clothing subscription business so you know for men who don't want to shop they just put in look this is kind of the colors i like this is what i need and then every month a new shirt comes or a new pair of pants or a new suit and you know that that's really going to shake up clothing if that's the way that we're going you know a netflix for clothing um these things are always changing and evolving so the guy who owns the suit store it doesn't mean to say that he should shut down his business and go online but what he's delivering in that suit store who is he who is his sweet spot? Who is his customer? How can he deliver the best possible product and service for them and create some white space around him in that cluttered market? So, you know, not everyone's going to want to subscribe to clothing. Not everyone's going to want to buy online, like you say, from Australia. Um, But so, so how does he really corner that market uh, you know, in his local area and make sure that people, you know, he's always front of mind and people want to come in and work with him. So, you know, it's, it's really important that you understand your place in that broader market. Otherwise you can find yourself a little bit lost and, and, and without, you know, a, a customer base.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for articulating that. Brooke, can you please let everyone know where they can find you online? And how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more?
1: Yeah, great. Uh, If you can go to our website, 3by3.com. So it's T-H-R-E-E-B-Y number three.com. And for um, viewers and listeners today, we do have a special offer. If you go to our website, you can register for our benchmark. So we have an online benchmark. Over 6,000 businesses have taken this online survey. It's about 10 minutes, 45 questions, and it will give you an initial score as to how you're going with marketing strategy. So uh, go on and take the benchmark. Uh, We'd be happy to you know we can give you some commentary around your scores and what they mean and what some next steps look like but you know really happy to to work with any smb's uh, owners that are listening and also agencies we work with uh, marketing agencies all around the world helping their clients with strategy so that then they can the agencies can get on with their work whether that's in digital or brand and and, and in their, their skill set and in their space so really happy to to help
0: brooke thank you so much for sharing that i you know i really appreciate you're taking the time to articulate, you know, really what's needed, you know, not fluffing it around, you know, really just like, hey guys, you know, this is what you really need to do in order to really make it happen. And, you know, strategy, it really is one of those unsung heroes because a lot of people, like you said, just want to jump straight to tactics. And if you don't have a good strategy going, then you're really just going to be flailing in the the wind and nobody wants to be doing that. So, Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun and I appreciate you taking the time.
1: All right. Thanks for a great conversation.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip Podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk.